Chelsea fans to the Blue Flag podcast hosted by me, Oliver, who's the main admin of CFC.blue.flag on Instagram. Today I'm also going to be joined by Jonathan, the other Instagram admin, plus three special guests who are going to be giving their thoughts on everything today. So today's topic is going to be discussing all the latest transfer rumours regarding who Chelsea might be buying this summer and then we can all give our own verdicts and debate whether we'd want to sign those players or not. Obviously though, because of coronavirus there will be some economic consequences and football's not exempt from that. So we don't know whether the window will be pushed back or whatever. And we also don't know whether prices will have to be lowered or whatever. But for the sake of today's discussion, we're going to assume that everything is just normal. And then we can focus on whether we want these players more rather, um, rather than whether those chances are likely to happen. So our first guest today is Christian from Australia. So how's lockdown going? Yeah, how's lockdown going and everything in Australia? Restrictions easing uh, and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's time to ease now, but it's, it's pretty wild. I think everyone's like, just everyone's stressed about it. They're trying to, not even letting us out um, mm-hmm. to go to the shops, like, yeah, limited time. So it's been a bit shitty, but, um, you know, they want us 11s to go back to school next week. So that, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Next, we've got Tremaine from South Africa. So, Tremaine, how is everything going in South Africa with lockdown? And everything? Uh, it's been pretty hectic for pretty much all of us. Like, we are only allowed to go out to either buy food, and that's pretty much it exactly. Like, most of us at school, like, we have to do online classes, and that's because we're like, two months now, I think. So, yeah, we all just take how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, and Miles, uh, well, you're, we're both English, so it's probably the same as me, but how's, it, how's lockdown going for you? Well, I mean, it's not ideal, is it? But you've got to make the best out of a bad situation. Um, you know, I'm just cracking on with my schoolwork, and hopefully, fingers crossed, things get better for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honoured to be called a special guest as well, so thank you very <laughs> much for that. All right, so let's get into it, and... For to start things off, I'm gonna see which position do you all think we should prioritize signing in the next transfer window, assuming it all goes ahead as normal. Uh, definitely defense, probably. Defense. Yeah, I would say either left back, maybe center back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely yeah, defense. I reckon. We need a leader. Mm-hmm. I think the left back is a. Uh... Interesting idea, just especially because you look at uh, our goal difference this season. We've got a goal difference of about ten or something. Every single game we just scrape through. We never have a good yeah. And yeah. like every single time we've got a set piece, we're all terrified watching from the stands or from our TV sets. And it's just we need to fix that somehow. Yeah. I mean, what I think. Sorry. No, no, go on, go on. So uh, what I think is we need to have a big, big name player to come in who he is, the, he controls the defence, he controls the back line, he can attack the ball at the other end of the pitch, can clear it and almost kind of what Liverpool have done with Van Dijk and built, you know, around him. And I think that's all Chelsea are really missing from the defence at the moment and maybe left back as well. But regarding a centre-back, that is what we need. Um, uh, you know, you can give your thoughts on that as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the moment, our most experienced centre-back is Rudiger, and he's not even that experienced. Like, I mean, everyone else, yeah, like yeah. Christensen, Zuma, Tamori, even Gehi, who's on loan, uh, they're all, like, 
like 24 or younger, I believe. So like we could really do with experience centre back just to. So yeah, I think one of the reasons um, we have been conceding a lot of goals is most probably because Rudiger is our most experienced centre back, and also I think the main reason we need a left back is because we don't exactly have a left back that's good enough. We saw Emerson at the beginning of the season; he started off well, but then he had an injury. Marco Alonso, we know he is preferred wing back, but he's not exactly a natural left back, and that's why, like on the counter attack, he can left behind. I think an example is Alex Tellez, which I heard rumours that he's going for 25 million. I think that would be like a perfect buy and it would be perfect in our team. Mm-hmm. 25 million is nothing in today's market. Yeah. Um, that's, he's 27. You know, he's probably at the prime of his career. If maybe 28, that's when he will be at his prime. And, you know, he's... He's been around. He's been knocking around for a long time. I've heard great things of him, and I just think that he, well, he's an out and out left back. There's nothing, no, no debate there. And I think he'd be, the, he would be the left back we do need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a big fan of um, Tellers, Alex Tellers. Also, Ben Chilwell was rumored, but you know, I doubt he would he would leave to go to us. Um, but yeah, you got like you said before. Um, we can't really take COVID because that's probably dropped the value of a lot of players. You know, I doubt teams would sell to us, um, especially Leicester. But um, say if we do get Tellers, um, I would say maybe Aspie could play centre back. I think we need that leadership in defence. You know, I know he's not the tallest, um, but yeah, we, at the left back role, like none of our left backs can defend. Alonso, we're playing the three-four-three. He's, he's probably the best wing back you know, in the probably in the prem. Maybe he's, he's decent going forward, but defensively, I don't think he's good enough for Chelsea. Um, he said, "Yeah, Emerson. He hasn't really, he hasn't really done. He hasn't really proved to me that he can be a starter for us. So I reckon we should sell him." Um, but yeah, Ian Matson. I've watched a couple of videos on him. He, he's looking. Pretty decent coming out of the academy, um, but yeah, probably. Do you think? Back. Do you think um, Alonso would be worth keeping, so we could have the flexibility to go to a back five? Because you can't argue that going forward, yeah, he's the best left back in the league. Yeah, maybe apart I think from Robertson. He's shown that, yeah, yeah. So would you say we should keep him? I'll keep him, but I mean, he has to be paid like to, to fight for that starting role, not just given to him every game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like if he has Tellers, at least he can fight for competition. Um, I think Emerson yeah. hasn't really posed the challenge towards the later season, so he's just been given start. So, yeah. Emerson out, definitely. Emerson out. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask, who would you sell if we bought a new left back? Yeah, uh, I'd probably sell Emerson, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is a bit younger. And I guess you yeah. could say he could improve over time, but I still just think that having Alonso is another option when we switch to five at the back or three at the back or whatever. He's, just, he's yeah. so much better as a wing back. It's just yeah, a I lot think we easier. should. All right. Uh, How what, much money do you think we'd get for Emerson? Um, I can get 25, 30. Yeah, yeah no more you know, that's not bad. No more than that. Yeah. 25, yeah. 20 mil. 
Napoli are actually I mean, really interested in Emerson. And I think if we get a decent offer for Emerson, we should actually go ahead and sell him. If we get a replacement for him at left back, probably Alex Tellez, or maybe I heard we also linked with Tuglia Pico. And then we keep Marcos Alonso, like as you mentioned, for flexibility because he can play in the 3-4-3 system or 3-5-2, whatever system we have that accommodates a wing back and we know how good he is going forward. So I think it'd be mm-hmm. perfect for that role. Yeah. So what what about <laughs> Chilwell? So like I mean it was reported recently he'd be like eighty million or something less towards one. Like yeah. obviously I think we can all agree we we wouldn't want to pay that much, but like how much would you say Chilwell's worth? Because he's I mean he's a bit younger than Tellers and you, you could say he's got the potential to be better uh, all round because Tellers isn't as good maybe defensively. So like, how much would you yeah. be willing to pay maybe for Chilwell? Oh, no more than fifty, I reckon. Oh, we can yeah. fifty. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother really more than. I know he's a quality player. And he's got potential, but like Leicester, just they got a ridiculous number out of Harry Maguire. Now they're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, milk us. And, uh, no. Yeah. What would your thoughts be potential on Sandro or Tagliafico, like someone like that? So we are particularly linked to, but they're still quality, high quality left backs in Europe. I mean, Sandro's like 29, I think now, and I think mm-hmm. that's like a signing we probably. Should, it feels like it's like three years too late. Like we should have done it when Conte wanted him a while ago. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's kind of like, yeah, I, I don't think he would be like a long term option. And Tagliafico, I mean, I haven't watched that much of him, but a lot of people seem to think highly of him. And Ajax will probably sell him for quite cheap because they always seem to. Like Ziyech was 35 million or something. I mean, that's a steal, isn't it? Z- I yeah. think it actually... I don't think we're talking about I that. I think it would help if we buy Tagliafico because of the chemistry between him and Ziyech. And even also, like, I know there have been a lot of rumours about Kepa leaving the club and being Onana in, which, I, in my personal opinion, Opinion, I would give Kepa another season, but if we do bring Onana in, it, then you'll have Onana, Tagliafico, and Ziyech, and you can just imagine like the chemistry between them because they've already played together for a long time, so they'll understand each other well. Especially if you're playing out mm-hmm. from the back with Onana and Tagliafico. Yeah, and I mean, whether Ajax could, would let let us have him? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they'd give us. All three guys. Yeah. Well, they've given us one, possibly two, but there we and go. And I would want, definitely, like, I, I don't think they would give us um, Tagliafico 100% because I don't think they have much depth um, now in defence, you know, after losing pretty much all their, uh, and all their defenders sort of ageing a bit. Um, but, yeah, Tagliafico is all right. But, I mean, going Forward, we have you know, we do have Marcus Alonso, so I don't think I think we should need someone to better defensively. I think Henry Faker is not the best defender, in my opinion. I've watched a bit of him, but um, yeah, um, yeah, all right. Um, I think we can move on now. And next position I was going to talk about was winger because I mean. Lampard said a lot in January window. I mean, he's probably talking about more about strikers, but he said he really wanted another attacking player because we can never seem to take our chances. We always create chances, but never seem to score them. I think we've created like 
the second most big chances in the league behind City. And so we've created more than Liverpool, but we score like half as many goals as them. So I think if if the window does go ahead as normal, we will bring in some kind of winger or striker. So who would you want to bring in as a winger? As a winger? As a winger, I'd probably bring in Felipe Coutinho. And now I know a lot of Chelsea fans like don't want him. But the reason <laughs> the reason why I would buy Felipe Coutinho is simply because of the fact that if I'm being honest, I don't see us getting Jaden Sancho, especially for the cost of a hundred million pounds. And I'm I've heard a lot of rumors linking him to Man United more specifically and even signing another contract extension at Dortmund. And if we prioritize our time on Sancho and then we don't get him, then we probably won't even get Coutinho as well. So we might as well be safe. And another reason why I feel we can go for Coutinho, not only can he play on the wing, but he can, he's a versatile player. He can play as an attacking midfield as well. I would prefer us getting him on loan first. Tremaine, Tremaine. Yes? Mm. Um, well, my point of view here is that we, well, we've got Pulisic. You know, he's got five goals this season. He's only 21. And some of his performances this year have been ridiculous. Like, you know, against Burnley, the perfect hat-trick. His assist for Batshuayi against Valencia. You know, he was absolutely class, those games. Um, he's averaging a goal every three games. And he's got to be in contention for starting game in, game out. Like, every week, yeah. he's, he's class. Yeah. We've got Callum as well. You know, he's had a bit of a tough, tough season, but you can't doubt he's one of the most promising youth players in the world. Um, we've got Mount Loftus-Cheek can do a job on the wing. We've got Willian or Pedro. You know, one of those could be sold, but, you know, that's great. So we don't need to buy for the sake of it. Um, and I think if we were to buy a winger, he'd have to be world-class. And the only world-class winger at the moment is Sancho. Yep. And that's my view of why Coutinho wouldn't... He, he's not a Chelsea player, just like Sarri wasn't a Chelsea manager. Like he, he didn't, he just doesn't fit the kind of system I think Chelsea want to play. We need fast wingers, and that's what Sancho offers. Yeah, I definitely agree. Should... I reckon we should go 100%. If we're going to go for someone, definitely go for Sancho. You know, he signed the contract in 2018 for until 2022. Um, so I don't, I doubt he will sign, he will renew another one dormant. I think he would probably want, I think he wants to come into the Premier League, maybe. I don't know. I think we should... If we're only allowed to sign one player this window, I definitely think we should go for Sancho. 100%. Um, obviously, the versatility of, you know, both sides. And he's already England international, what, like 20 years old, whatever he is. Um, but if we don't sign him, like, we have... Like, we have uh, Pulisic, Atsun Adoy, Milk playing on the wing. I don't know if Pedro is going to leave. Um... Yeah, we can get uh, Jeremy Bogger back. Um, we have a buyback clause. I reckon he is he's class. I've been watching a lot of the Italian league this season. I think he's pretty decent. Um, but yeah, definitely go for Sancho. I think one issue with getting Coutinho is that he is just not a uh, win at the end of the day. His main position yeah. um, over the last couple of years has mostly been in midfield. And if you look at our midfield moment stacks, we've got uh, Ruben. Uh, Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante, uh, Barkley, etc., etc. It goes on and on. Uh, we've got uh, the young one, uh, Scottish one, the Gilmore. Gilmore. 
And, and you forgot Danny <laughs> drink water as well. Yeah, of course. Danny drink water. Danny drink water. But no, um, with the midfield stacks, and so he'd be forced to play on the wing, basically. I don't see him getting to the midfield unless he plays a standard league. But then, but then what's the point in buying him if we've already got that talent there already? Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're saying, okay, we put him on the wing. He's not he's not really a winger. He gets I see him as sort of the younger Pedro uh, when he's on the wing, just sort of gets beaten off the ball quite easily but works hard. I think he could be decent, but I, like if we're paying that much for a player like um Christian and Mal said, I think we should go for the best if you can. If we can't get Sancho, then we just leave it because at the end of the day we've still got four players and we've got ZH coming in who could do something and then mm-hmm. wait for the windows to see what we can do. But until then I, I, I don't think we should go for Coutinho as a winger option. Yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, with Chelsea, why should we settle for second best? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, of course, you've got United knocking around with money, City, money. But, you know, Ch- Chelsea's a big, big club. And, you know, as much as Sancho's been linked with United, more so than he has been with Chelsea, you know... This, these are only rumours at the end of the day. And, you know, we have got some class wingers already, but Sancho is, you know, on another level. He, you know, he's proven it for two seasons now. And if we could get him, we'd be fighting on the top, top European stage again, I believe, anyway, with a few additional additions yeah. elsewhere. And that's my view. And I think securing Sancho would be humongous yeah, for I Chelsea. Agree. If we, mm-hmm. Like, if we can get Sancho, I would be for him over you know, 100%. But all I'm saying is, if the possibility ends up that we don't end up getting Sancho, although I would prefer him because we know, like, he's very young. He's one of the hottest prospects in Europe. He, he is the big deal. Like, he's up there with Mbappe, in my opinion, for the hottest prospects in Europe. Hence why, like I said, if the chance comes that we don't get him, like, we can get Coutinho on loan, like, just to see how, if he, if he fits in well. Like, not by him permanently. Just for a certain period of time, just see if he fits in well with the system. If it doesn't work out, then yeah, we can send him back to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know we do have good wingers like CH and Pulisic and Hudson Doy, but like if Willian and Pedro do leave, which it 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 could well happen, we we do need a fourth winger at least, and I don't see the point in just going for a cheap option. Like we should go for a world class one who can compete with the others and just helping the attack because I mean our attack we get a lot of crosses into the box and that kind of thing but we just don't seem to finish and it'll be nice to have another world-class winger just to challenge everyone and I mean yeah I mean I agree Sancho should be priority it's like it's not option uh, uh, often that uh you know one of the world's hottest prospects you know a 20 year old teenager happens to be a Chelsea fan when we've just not signed anyone for two windows and we've got all this money that we could potentially spend that doesn't happen often you know and he apparently wants to return to England as well like it's too good an opportunity just to not take I feel and also Coutinho I mean he could be a good option if we can't get Sancho but I don't see him as a Chelsea player like you were saying um like when Lampard first joined Chelsea he was saying I want players who know what it means to play for this club and that kind of thing and I don't see Coutinho is that kind of player. I, I see him like he'd come to Chelsea just to resize his career because he's he hasn't lived up to his price tag at Barcelona and that kind of thing. I I, I wouldn't think he's fully committed really. But yeah, yeah, I think the 
him and Ziyech would be very similar. So I wouldn't, like if you had Coutinho, say, playing left wing and Ziyech on the right, you know, they're both looking to cut him. I think it would be too predictable for um, the wingers. I mean, the fullback, sorry, um, to mark our wingers. Um, that's why I think, you know, uh, like Hudson and Doy, he likes to rotate on both foot, same as Pulisic, it doesn't like do the same thing. That's why um, I'm happy with the wingers we have. Um, that's why I really like Pedro, because he's, he's pretty like both footed. I would, I would try to renew Pedro's contract, maybe if at least one year, maybe. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. If we don't get Sancho, I wouldn't go for Coutinho at all. No. Mm-hmm. So who yeah. would who would be the best alternative then to Sancho if we can't get Coutinho? Is there anyone that you have in mind? I mean, people were talking about uh, the Fiorentina wingers, Chiesa, and also um, Chukwueze for Villarreal as well. But I, 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 I don't know how much they'd be. I don't know how good they are. I haven't really watched Point is money. Yeah. It's money spent that doesn't need to be spent, in my opinion. Because mm. if worst comes to worst, you know, we don't have the four wingers that you say that we need. Um, I personally think we need to do everything in our power to keep William. I know that's looking unlikely day day on day, but you know, Mount he can do a job job, you know, you know, right mid, right wing, um, as well as Ziek and worst comes to worse, even Loftus cheek, you know. He he used to be a winger, I believe. Um so it, you know, maybe we could you know, as well for a striker, you know, this is what we can move on to. But if we were to look at someone like Mertens, he can shift anywhere across the front line. So that's possibly an option, I guess. But that's that's where I stand. Yeah, no, I was going to move on to striker now. So Mertens has been heavily linked with us last couple of weeks. And also someone spotted that Lampard's now following him on Instagram, which, I mean, that oh, doesn't wow. mean... Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but it's interesting. And also yeah. he liked his most recent yeah, posts, which I is suspicious. He doesn't like many. As well. mm. I saw yeah, like yeah. I, mean, I, I like... Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan, big fan of Murdens. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think he's what we need. Like, um, in the Premier League so far this season, we've had 460 crosses. We've only scored eight headed goals. Um, so I think Murdens, I don't think he's going to do much. I think we have the best, probably the best target forward in the world on our bench. I think definitely Giroud should... I don't think we should buy a striker. It just gives you more game, game time. Maybe put um like uh, Bojan or um, Andrew in some as a third choice. Probably sell Bachelor. But um yeah, like Murdens, if we can get him on a free and he can play wing, maybe. But he's gonna want a high wage and he's probably wanna gonna want heaps of game time. Don't really see him playing strike for us. Um, as like unless like he plays as a false nine, but yeah, I I don't think he's worth it really. See, for me, Mertens just screams, you know, Chelsea. We're we're down. We're at home. We're losing bloody one nil to Bournemouth. Just can't break him down. Can't break them down. Mertens has got that kind of. I'm not going to compare him to Hazard because you know Hazard is just another another level. But he's got that something special, which you know, can possibly break down those stubborn defences that we always struggle to play against. Um, I know, and even you're saying about this quickly crossing stuff, he, he's, he's like a right place, right time kind of striker. 
of what of what I've watched from him anyway. Um, and I think he, you know, he could help Tammy kind of mould into the player that all the Chelsea fans want to see him. And he's still quality, even though he's quite old. And he does fit our style of play. And if maybe if we give him a two-year contract, you know, at the end of the day, it's quite a lot of money, but he could run that down or even with six months left on his contract, maybe he could go to China, get a heck of a load of money from him there. But, you know, would Napoli, how long has he got left on his contract at Napoli now? Expires this summer. So, yeah, he wouldn't be a free agent. Yeah. Would it be a free? Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. Come on. How can anyone not be happy with that? I mean, what I was going to ask is, so if we are interested in a striker, what are we looking for from a striker? So do we want someone who's better than Tammy? Do we want someone who's experienced to give Tammy experience and occasionally fill in for him? Do we want some kind of equal competition? Or like, what, what do we want from a backup yeah, striker? Yeah, I think it's right? someone that can give Tammy Abraham competition. But at the same time, like if, say, he performs better than Tammy in a couple of games or so, then you put him in the starting lineups. That will make Tammy Abraham work more for his place because if you're being honest, like this whole season, majority of the games, Tammy Abraham has been our number one strike. And I personally think we should go for someone like Tree Smurton as I think he can push Tammy Abraham. He has the experience. And another reason why we should go for Merton is because he's a versatile player. He can play as a winger. He can play as a striker, a centre forward, number 10. Like, like someone mentioned, I don't know who it was, but if we're losing like 1-0 to Bournemouth, as they said, he's the type of striker who can break down those teams, score that one goal that we need to equalise or to win the game. Like, he's a big game player. He can change the game any second. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably provide better competition than Batshuayi, or at least what he's doing at the moment. Like, when he came in for yeah. Tammy in that United game and he missed about three sitters. And, oh. Yeah. And well, would you... Yeah. What would you think of buying someone like um, Fana instead? But because just cause he's so much younger, whereas Merson's is like end of contract, uh, it can be expensive um, wages. You might as well buy someone much younger. Then. I think we with Bernard. I, he would he would be a top striker for us, hundred percent. I think he would yeah. be really good. But the thing is, it would either be him and Abraham, or him or Abraham. And I think if Abraham sees Werner coming in, you know, I think he's what, a year or two years older than him, coming in, taking the number nine spot, is Abraham going to renew his contract? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think when you're talking about experience, I think Giroud, uh, it looks, he, he is a good player and I think he's been patient. A bit of a Giroud fanboy. <laughs> no, I love Giroud. I like the way he stole, especially in the Europa League when we had that um, win Europa League. The way he holds up play, he can he can hold up like one, two centre backs. Um, I think that's what Chelsea sort of missed this season. But I think Murdens compared to Ziak in terms of playmaking, I don't. I completely think they're completely different. Like in terms of uh, taking a game yeah. into because I've watched a lot of uh, Syria, and I mean uh, it's a lot of um, they don't usually like go for cross. They just keep the ball down the middle. I don't think we we that's how we play. We have like Reese James, Hudson Doyle like the like to cut it and cross it cross it in. I think uh, Murdens won't really suit that. Like I mean, yeah, he's a right place for a time striker, but I think Abraham is as well. Um, I think he's got that movement. 
that sort of like Chelsea sort of missed, you know, with Morata. He didn't really move much. Um, but yeah, I think Sel Bashwai, Abraham first, first choice, Giroud close second. And I think if Lampard, uh, Lampard should do what he did, you know, with Kepa, with uh, Pulisic. If you don't perform, you get benched. So I think like Abraham, like he had a couple games where he just disappeared. I would personally, I would bench him, um, get Giroud in. Um, and yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'll do. The one good thing about Mertens and Sarah Werner is it's a more realistic time. I mean, uh, the head of sport and development, Red Bull, Leipzig today literally said that he thinks that Werner would sue a team at Liverpool. And I see yeah. Liverpool being a more likely place to get him. And then that's just because yeah. we are quite um, far behind the two top clubs in the country at the moment. And so because that, we will struggle to bring in these players. Like with Sancho, he supported us since he was a child. Werner will be hard to pull in. But Mertens, I think, would not be opposed to going to Chelsea um, because of that. Yeah, no, I... I think it's more realistic signing. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree. I think Werner's quite unrealistic because he said a few times he'd love to join Liverpool. And I think people say uh, Jurgen Klopp is really good at attracting German players and he would be because he's a very charismatic manager. You know, you'd want to work with him, you know. But um, I think what we want from a striker, really is like competition with Tammy, like like uh, one of you were saying, there, there were a few games this season where Tammy wasn't playing well at all, but we didn't really, I mean, we could have used Giroud, but he'd been out of the squad for a long time. And that's why he wasn't good enough to fill in for him, really. And I remember, I think it was Leicester away, we Tammy was injured or something. We subbed on Willian as a striker. Like, that's kind of insulting to Batshuayi, but he probably wasn't, yeah. Batshuayi probably wouldn't have been good enough there. And I mean, I yeah. yeah. And I also, I think... We want striking option besides uh, Tris Mertens, if you're looking at a striker to give Tammy Abraham competition, uh, is Aubameyang, actually. Because I've heard that he doesn't want to sign another contract with Arsenal. I've seen him link with Chelsea for a price around $20 million. I know that seems a bit cheap, but it'll probably be more. And to give Tammy Abraham that competition, I think he'll do a good job. And not only that, he's 30 years old, yet he's still like almost top scorer in the Premier League, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's still up there at that age. So, he still has, like, gas left in the tank if you need. Whether you, him coming off the bench, whether you're partnering him up with him in a two-man striker formation, or you're playing as a sole striker, I think he still has a bit left in the tank to get a job done. So, that would actually be a really good... There's no way... There's no way Aubameyang could play second fiddle. Tammy, yeah. yeah. no way. I, I don't. Him. I don't think he'll stay in England. I don't. I don't know. I, don't no, think, he... I think he's done his. He's done his little bit in England. Yeah. I, I mean, I love yeah. it because it weakened Arsenal. Um, even him leaving Arsenal would be great because it just he is there. Yeah. You know, standout, amazing player. Um, and he, you know, he's got fifty goals in two, practically two seasons for Arsenal, which is a joke. Um, and I, as much as you know, I hate to say, it, I just. They don't think there's any chance of him coming to Chelsea, unfortunately. No. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah can I go on? Sorry, go on? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say quickly, yeah, I don't think um, a barman would come. And even if he did, I, I wouldn't. Uh, like, as in terms of first-choice strikers, I would much prefer homegrown Tammy Abraham over Aubameyang. Yeah, I'd also prefer Tammy mm. Abraham, but yeah. if the chance comes that we do sign 
Aubameyang. Like, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but two seasons ago under Conte, we played Burnley away and we played with a 3-5-2 formation with Morata and Giroud up front. So, we know Frank Lampard is obviously a flexible manager. So, not only Aubameyang, but whichever striker we find, maybe try something like that, where they pick the merchants of Aubameyang, whoever, to deploy a two-man striker formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we did do it a couple of times in pre-season. I think like a four-four-two diamond with Jorginho like dropping back in midfield and two strikers up front. Yeah, no. um, also, I think what we'd want from a striker, and this is why I prefer Aubameyang if possible, but I don't think it's likely or Mertens, is because I think we need someone more experienced to help Tammy. Like when we were linked with Cavani in January, I think Tammy said something about how he would have liked him to come because. He, he would have been able to learn from him because Cavani's such an experienced striker and all that kind of thing. And that would have been perfect for Tammy to develop. So I would prefer a more experienced striker. So I would prefer Mertens, ideally, or Aubameyang if, if possible, but I don't think that's likely. Tammy can do it all. Honestly, he's he's great. Like what we've seen of him this season is, you know, he's gone missing a few games, but he can head the ball. You know, he's got a great right foot. Left foot's not bad. He can hold the ball up, can get in behind. Um, he's perfect striker. I, I, I can't I stress that enough. I think um, and rated about like, Tammy Abraham is not only all of his goals or his yeah. aerial threat, but his movement to get into the right position to get chances to score. I think that's very, very underrated. I've seen multiple games where he's surrounded by like two or three defenders and somehow... Like he makes a way to get into the right position to create chances by himself to score goals. And at such a young age, at 22, that is actually amazing. And the scary thing is, it's only 2020, it's only going to get better. Like you said, like it's like 13 goals already, it's 22, it's only going to get better. But most importantly, he wants to play for Chelsea. And mm. as Frank Lampard said, that's, that's the kind of caliber of player we need. Um, and you've got a question every player coming in, do they want to play for Chelsea? Because the project Lampard building is all about passion, energy, mm. that desire. And I think that, you know, some, someone like Werner, going back to him, he, he could be an amazing player if he's on Chelsea or he could be a flop. I, I, I see that kind of Morata-like, not very strong, a bit sluggish, you know. I, I, I see that in him. But with, you know, Tammy, he'll always give a hundred percent effort and just like Drogba, you know, I'm not I'm not comparing them to Drogba yet, but there's one thing they have in common. They both love Chelsea, they both wanted to play. And no matter what position you play, that's always the key trait, especially for me. Us Chelsea fans love it. Seeing someone press, press, press and like chase down the ball and not give up. And yeah, that that's that's the kind of caliber of player we've got in Tammy. And that's why he should be number one. Always see him, even when he don't have the ball, he's yeah. always running and running and running and chasing the ball. Like is a similar example of this is Roberto Firmino from Liverpool. Like they similar when it comes to that aspect of the game where they just press and press and press and try and win the ball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were talking, I've seen on social media, it's like compilations of Tammy missing big chances and all this stuff and saying, oh, look, he's not good enough to be Chelsea's striker. But I think what that shows is how good he is at getting into those chances. Like a lot of them, it'd be like a cross gets deflected or something. 
and all the defenders stand still and he runs to get the ball and he somehow gets in one-on-one and that kind of thing like people yeah. don't seem to appreciate the fact he gets into these positions when he's only 22 or whatever and with like a few more years maybe someone a more experienced striker comes and helps him develop in a few years time I've I've like complete confidence that he could be one of the best strikers in the world I think I mean if worse comes yeah. to worse there's a there's a new striker called Miles Green who'd love to play for Chelsea <laughs> he's got desire he's not that fast but he's got a good right foot um so just be be wary of him yeah the thing I the thing I like about Tammy the most probably is um how he, he shoots first time like he hits it like in the past, we've had strikers, you know, taking too many touches in the box, messing it up, like mainly Morata. But I think the thing with Abraham, he gets half a chance, he'll shoot. And that's why he's, I think he's missed more because he, he takes his chances first time instead of just like waiting and then losing the ball. That's why I think like if you look when he plays, like he, he does try to hit it first time. He tries like to score early. Um, and that's yeah, that's one reason why I think he is um he's good enough to be first first choice striker at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on then. Uh, we're going to look next at midfielders because literally nothing like the last day or so. Suddenly, this rumor's popped up about Angel Gomez, the United kind of attacking midfielder, yeah. and apparently that's I think so it's, weird. Yeah, I mean his contract's expiring this summer, and apparently he's not going to stay. So we've suddenly emerged as contenders to get him I mean what would you think about that I wouldn't I haven't seen much of him so I can't really say anything but I mean like we do have some stacked midfielders um, like I wouldn't really add to that pile because I just see him getting loaned out again I mean mm-hmm. if you best for his personal not to come to Chelsea and get loaned out probably sign for maybe like a lower team and then um like yeah, I don't know, like a Brighton or something. But yeah, I wouldn't see him come to Chelsea. It would be a waste. I think he's going to get played. He's an attacking midfielder, isn't it? Even if he did yeah. come to Chelsea, like yeah, like he's probably going to be on the bench, not even on the bench in results for like probably two to three years. If you look at all of the midfielders that we have, like if we do end up buying him by some chance, like our best bet is to keep is to buy him. Then send him on loan for a couple of years. Then when he's fully developed, then we bring him back into the squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just it's going to be a lot of people in his way. I mean, we've already got obviously Mason Mount, uh, Loftus Cheek, who can play as an attacking midfielder or even box to box. We've got Anderin, who's just made his debut recently. We've got Conor Gallagher, who's on loan at Swansea. And he seems to be doing really well. Yeah. And they're all yeah, I really like it. Same position, yeah, yeah. If you watch uh, some of Conor, uh, Conor Gallagher's highlights, he's, he looks like a, a promising player. He's, he's good going up, uh, going forward and defensively as well. So I think him in the pecking order over this, um, this Gomez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, someone else we've been linked with, not as much as Gomez in the last uh, 24 hours or so, but also Kai Havertz from Bayer and suddenly just emerged as a another option we could sign who could potentially play on the wing I mean what would you think about that do you get this sauce from this gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, well, we might get confused between selling Bakayoko and um, Tamori if we look at the song yeah, yeah. But, um, he, he's a great player 
But um, yeah, I just think we we've got so much quality there already. Um, and you know, it's hard to say I'd refuse a Kai Havertz, but I, I, this, you know, I probably would. Like, it's set spending money in a position we don't need to spend in, and it would be expensive. Um, if we were to get a midfielder, I'd only get a defensive midfielder, but we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they want like 80 mil out of him, out yeah. of Havertz. I mean, I mean like he is a class yeah. player, but like, yeah. it just seems old. I don't see why we'd pay that much for it. I mean, if we did, that would hurt me that we're willing to spend that much on him when we could spend that a like, bit more than that on Sancho or someone. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It just, it just yeah. seems odd. That, um, but yeah, going on to more defensive midfielders, what about Declan Rice, who keeps being linked with us? I don't know how true that is, but he always, he always seems to keep popping up that we're interested. And there's always this thing about him being friends with Mason Mount and whether that might convince him uh, to join. I mean, what do you think? I'm going to be honest here. Uh, he isn't a good player. I, I, a lot of people rate him. Me personally, I actually don't rate him. Uh, I don't. I don't know. He's. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not that good, and he's not definitely not Chelsea level. I no. also personally wouldn't want Declan Rice. Like I've heard rumors that Chelsea are like if they do sell Kante, which is a big if, you may want to buy Declan Rice as a replacement. And I honestly, just don't see how you can replace the best defensive midfield in the world with Declan Rice, who's playing at West Ham. No disrespect, <laughs> West Ham, but I don't see him as Chelsea quality. And I just feel like he's being overhyped by English fans. Like, just like a lot of English players are. He's, uh, he, he would not replace Kante by a long stretch. And that's, that's obvious. But because he's a completely different player. Um, he, he is a traditional big, you know, central defensive midfielder. You know, block passes. He's not going to... You know, offer as much energy as Kante, but it, you know, I don't, I don't really know too much about him in terms of like how good he is at distributing the ball. But if he is, I think that's a good alternative to Jorginho. If we get Jorginho out the door, he, you know, Jorginho, I think he's 28, 29. We can get still quite a bit of money for him, and you know, Rice is younger. We shouldn't pay more than seventy-five mil for Rice, though. Definitely, Ooh. but yeah. um. <laughs> We've got Gilmore as well coming through. Um, mm. But just imagine yeah. that midfield, all right? Rice, Kante, Ruben, Cover, Mount, Ziek. I mean, come on, that's Champions League. That's Champions League quality. Like winning, <laughs> winning the Champions League with that midfield. That is that is amazing. So mm. it's uh, where we do spend that money. Marco Van Inkel, his contract uh, expires at the end of this season. It was it was supposed to be. Uh, Chelsea, you know, he was like a prodigy. He's, I think he's dropped off. He's had that massive knee injury. He could have been that, that player that you're talking about with Rice, but I mean, I think we've got the quality. And um, I think Jorginho is not the best defensively, but he's definitely like he's a leader that we need because we can't you know, just go out with like 11, 21 year olds. Yeah, we, we, need the, we need that balance. I think that the balance that Ziyech brings. A balance that Aspie brings, and then Jorginho in the midfield. I, th- I see him as a leader. I think that that's. I think that's. Uh, it's going to help Gilmore. It's going to help uh, Mount develop. Um, and I think if Bryce came in and took his spot, I don't think um, would it. 
we better off? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I just want to pose this question. Uh, sorry. Um, no, 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 go on. If, you know, Aspenacleta is going to get less and less game time, um, you've got Jorginho is probably going to get less and less game time. And they're the only two real leaders we've got at the moment. So where where do you suggest, where does anyone suggest that we have that? That leader should really be in defence or in the heart of midfield. But yeah. who can we have as that leader? Like We need someone like a Harry Maguire to come in straight away, get the captaincy, something like that. That's what we really do need. And I, don't, I, I think, think that is looking the at someone against because I know you just said SP, but if you're looking into the future and going forward, Reese James is going to be our main right back. And at the moment, our most experienced centre back is Rudiger and no offense to Rudiger, but in the past couple of games he seems to be in a decline. But going back to Jorginho, I think Jorginho has to play he's crucial to our team and if SP is dropped to the bench, Jorginho should be our captain because he is a leader and he's the most important player to our team because he controls the midfield, he dictates the tempo. And a, t- a typical example of this is the Arsenal Chelsea game where we beat Arsenal 2 1 at the Emirates. Like, we were getting absolutely dominant. And as soon as he came on, he controlled the midfield, dictated the tempo, he showed his leadership, and he was a game changer. So that's why we need Jorginho in that midfield, just for that leadership and organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Aspi can play centre back though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, other than Jorginho and Aspi, like we were saying, I think I'll probably our most experienced player is Rudiger, and that's like, and he's not going to be around for that much longer. I don't think. Like his performances, performances have been dropping off recently. Like we were saying, so yeah, we do need some new leader. And all, I mean, all I can think of really is Reece James in a few years because I know he captained the youth team, but he still doesn't seem like a out and out leader to me. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Loftus Cheek. I think obviously not a leader, but I think he, when he gets, you know, when he's fit next season, I think he should definitely step up because he's he he was like he was a youth player, and I think sort of like players not like I wouldn't say look up to him, but I mean like. You know they want to follow because you know he's he's going to be a first team player. I think that's obvious. Um, you know he did come from the academy. He did his loans. Came back. He's. I think he should definitely. You know with like the character he is. I think he should definitely like take the reins in the midfield. Um, but if Rudiger does stay over like Christensen, which I, Christensen I don't rate, but if Rudiger stays, I definitely think he's he's what he's twenty seven, twenty eight or something. Should definitely be stepping up like these recent performances for the COVID. Like, really good, like, compared to last season, I don't think he's anywhere as good enough. So, he, he definitely needs to step up. Um, Zuma, is, he's got a bit of experience now, maybe, but um, yeah, I don't know. We need, I think we, we lack that in, a, in experience, but we need to be giving these young players game time, get their experience up, and um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to move on to the last bit uh, before we finish. So, goalkeeper, do we stick with Kepa? Do we sell him? Do we just cash out on him now? Do we give him another chance? What would you all think? Easy answer for me, one more year. Just one, give yeah. him a chance. He was improving at the end of the season. He showed uh, commitment to try and get himself back in the team once Lampard dropped him. 
give me one more year and see what happens if we have to but, but then again don't go to rush to buy someone next January just next year just keep Caballero as your second option if he's happy to keep Kepler at the top and see how it goes what I think yeah completely agree yeah you could, you could see the performances where he lacked you could tell his confidence wasn't high at all and if you compare it to some of his highlight games last season you know in the Europa League um, against Frankfurt you know he, he was very like he, his team was like bringing him up you know when he was saving like everyone's sharing I think this season they sort of like um, I don't think they'll give him the support that he needs really because I think goalkeeping you need confidence by your team you need to know that your, your team trusts you I don't think the Chelsea team really trusted him this season that's why I think he was uh, dropping off he was making stupid mistakes um you know, a couple own goals. I think you know, I think we doubled our own goals compared to last season. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think he definitely should stay. I don't think we should cash out. That would be a waste. We would, you know, would get absolutely shit for that because we wouldn't get the money back because um, he wouldn't like who would want him really. Like, um, but definitely, I think he should stay. I don't know about second choice, but um, I heard that the Empire wanted to still get in. Um, uh, I think his name was Shay Given or something from uh, Derby, the goalkeeper coach. Maybe that could um, build his confidence up. But yeah, he's a quality player when he's at his peak, when he's at full confidence. He's his quality, but um, yeah, he just needs to keep that. So yeah, he hasn't done much wrong. When you, when you look at his performances, he has been quite unlucky, I think, because like the stats saying he's got the lowest save percentage. Most of the goals he's conceded have, have not been his fault, and yeah. they've gone they've gone in, and no people would have saved them, in my opinion. Um, so I think that it's it's one of those difficult ones because I I don't think the the defense can be held in a high regard either because I think they're largely responsible for mm-hmm. the opportunities yeah. other teams have created, which. Me and Kepa's save percentage is so low. Um, but can we just all appreciate that triple save against Liverpool? Mm-hmm. That, but one of the last games before, you know, the COVID breakup. Um, yeah. he, there's a good, good keeper in there. I, I think better than Onana, anyway. A be- better keeper in there than Onana. And um, so one more season and... You know, if things don't change, then we'll have to reassess from there. But I think it's too early to yeah, say. I think we should actually yeah. keep Kepa yeah, I mean, as well yeah. because if you look at his first season, he actually performed really well, even better than this season. And I think the save percentage, like mm-hmm. obviously it's bad, but has that hasn't been all down to him. The defense has been really bad. Like I know the keeper shouldn't rely mostly on the defense, but that plays a major role, and the defense has been letting him down a lot of the time this season. And when he was dropped out of the squad, like, like he didn't give up. He pushed and he pushed and he pushed and he showed Frank that, yeah, this is what I'm capable of. And when he was given the chance against Liverpool, you saw how amazing he played with that triple save, etc. But he showed that he has the quality. And that's the most important thing. It's just when he shows it is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at some stat comparisons between him last season and this season, and generally he's actually been better this season, which seems weird. But like, I, I don't think the defense have helped him out. It feels like 
often we can see from set pieces and headers and that kind of thing and there's not much you can do about that as a keeper when the header comes in you don't always have time to react to that and that's more down to the defence I think but also I mean there are some areas he can improve like I think one-on-ones uh, he's I was looking at how he always seems to do the wrong kind of technique like the way he tries to save it he often comes slightly off his line then stops which kind of makes it easier for the attacker to score when you should either stay on his line or come right out. It's like he kind of does the wrong thing there. And also, yeah, I mean, but I think a lot of us are forgetting that he, unlike some keepers, he can pass the ball out from the back. Like when he's playing with full confidence, he, he can help us distribute like that. And not every keeper can do that. You know, like Caballero can't do it as well as him. And I think we just need to stick by him. And if we sort the defence out and he gets his confidence back, I think he'd be a lot better. Yeah. Well, okay, so the general consensus is keep Kepper. Yeah. yeah. At least one more season and then reassess. Okay. I mean, I mean, this season, because I I, his confidence was definitely low, you could tell. Like when um, that uh, Martinelli goal against us, Arsenal fans still go on about, like when Kepper came out slightly for that one on one, and he was going into the game, he was already like low confidence. Everyone was talking about him. You could tell he was not going to save that just to, the way the form he was in at that time, but I think when he came back for that Liverpool game, like he, he'd been out of the squad for five weeks, he'd fought his way back in, and he was amazing in that game. Yeah, kept a clean sheet yeah. against Liverpool, and he was like controlling, he was commanding the box, like coming out, punching crosses away, all that kind of thing, which he doesn't do normally. So I think that's just a sign of what he can be if we support him with the defenders, and also he has his confidence back. Okay. Yeah, I think Lampard did 100% the right thing there because he um he did, he benched him for like three four games to put Caballero in, and he made he made a clear message saying you could be the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, play for one of the best teams in England, but if you don't perform, you know you're simply not going to get a start. I'd rather play a 40 year old reserve goalkeeper, and uh, I think that got through the Kepa and he got through the Pulisic um, by benching him earlier in the season. Um, it sort of um, like I don't know with Alonso, he got benched to be at the beginning when he started performing, but he's made he's made that message clear, and Kepa performed after that. You know the Liverpool game, um, I think was obviously the standout. He, he made those he's made that triple save, but um, yeah, I think if it wasn't the Corona, I would have liked to see the rest of the season mm-hmm. or how Kepa performed um, with his confidence like that. But uh, yeah, definitely if he's a full confident Kepa. Would be like one of the best goalkeepers in the Prem. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's a long stretch, but I think if he's fully confident, I don't think we've seen fully confident. I think if we see him fully confident, he would definitely like he'd definitely make his like show his money worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like last season, towards or towards the end of last season, when you saved those two pens against uh, Frankfurt, he also saved one against Spurs, one against City in the shootout. He made uh, that a brilliant save against Watford. Someone. Headed it in, and yeah, that was brilliant saves. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's as close as we've got, but even then, I don't think he was full confidence then. And I'd like to, yeah, just see what it's like if, if we did get a new centre back and we sort out the defence and we stopped conceding to set pieces. I think he'd be like a completely different yeah, player. I agree. And even last season, when they had that um, goalkeeper Palermo trophy, which of course Alisson won, Kepa was actually very good that season. He was even nominated for the goalkeeper. Ballon d'Or award, and I think he came seventh or eighth, if I'm not mistaken. So he actually was pretty solid last season. It's just his consistency 
is now the problem. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I think that's everything we've got for today. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up there. We do have some more uh, ideas for episodes and they're going to come hopefully uh, once a week, but we'll see how that goes up until football returns. Uh, thanks to all of you. You've been really good guests. I've, I've really enjoyed this. So um, if you're watching on YouTube, in the description, I'll put everyone's Instagram username so you can go and check out them. And if anyone's got anything to promote, you can go ahead and say it now. <laughs> Follow at csc.blue.flag v2 in case our account ever gets taken down. <laughs> Yeah, that's our backup, by the way. Yeah, go and follow that in case we get deleted. Um, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, if we're all done, then thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah, everyone thank for listening. Yeah. Thanks to all of you for taking part. And yeah, we'll hopefully do another one next week.